Hello, I'm Warner Lewis, the sports director of 89.5 FM WSOU, and you're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. The Pirates lost two straight games in the middle of February this year and were losing the lead they built up atop the Big East. On February 19th, number 21 Butler entered the Prudential Center looking to feast on the reeling Pirates. It was a hard-fought battle that literally came down to the final second. On the broadcast is Wilner Lewis and Liam Plate. Again, Wilner Lewis, Liam Plate here at the Prudential Center as the lineups are being announced. But before we even get to the lineups, I mean, can we talk about the video on the video board here at the Prudential Center? That was, I give a lot of credit to whoever made that. That was, that was fantastic. That was very well edited. It was just really, I mean, it got me excited for the game, honestly. Exactly. Out of all my three years here so far coming to games at the Prudential Center, that was easily the best video. It was perfectly edited down. It, was, it, it got me hype, and I'm ready to go. The starting lineups for this game, Aaron Thompson getting the start after missing the last couple of games due to the injury. Kamar Baldwin will be the other guard. Bryce Enzi. Bryce Enzi, Sean McDermott, and Bryce Golden finish off the starting lineup for the Bulldogs. Meanwhile, for the Pirates, the same lineup as last game. Quincy McKnight at the one, Miles Powell at the two, Jared Roden at the three, Sandra Mamakelashvili at the four, and Romaro Gill, all seven, two of him at the five. So, for Seton Hall, again, right now, 18-7 and seven overall, 10-3 and three in the Big East. The Butler Bulldogs ranked 21st in the nation. 19 and 7 overall, 7-6 in conference. Seton Hall needing this victory to stay first place in the Big East. And Butler wants to play spoiler after losing at Hinkle Fieldhouse when they were ranked number five to Seton Hall. And this will be a perfect time to do it in front of a sold-out crowd at the Prudential Center. Yeah, I mean, at B- Butler also looking for their 20th win of the season. It would give them their 20th 20-win season in the past 24, 24 years. So, I mean... They're definitely looking to come out because, I mean, I mean, you know, Hinkle Fieldhouse, one of the hardest gyms to play at in the whole country, and Seton Hall was able to go in there, get an eight-point win when they were ranked fifth in the country. I mean, they're going to come out. They're going to come out for it tonight. Both teams coming off of a loss. For Butler, they lost at Hinkle Fieldhouse just a couple of days ago to Georgetown, 73-66. to Georgetown shot efficient from the field, 52% from the field, 66% from behind the arc. Meanwhile, Seton Hall coming off of that disgusting Providence loss in Rhode Island down by as much as 25 points, but was able to crawl back, outscoring Providence by 11 in the second half and bringing it within two. But again, for Seton Hall, they need to play all 40 minutes to show the Pirate Faithfuls and show themselves that they could do it. Yeah, they need to. They need to come out strong. They need to limit Butler's rebounding. They got to get close out on shooters. They got to play well on offense. Play efficiently on offense. Move the ball around. Take the best shot, not the first shot. Seven two, Romaro Gill, and six nine, Bryce Golden will be at center court waiting for the referees to come in with the ball. Seton Hall wearing their cocoa white on white jerseys with some pink sneakers as well because today is Seton Hall versus Cancer Night. The student section got awarded some beautiful pink shirts here, so you have a whole student section full of pink. Meanwhile, Butler black on black is their uniforms no trim on either uniforms as the referees come in they tap with golden on the side to tell them to move over from the line the ball's thrown up and the tip going out of bounds waiting to see who it went off of and i think they would actually redo the tip again that's the first time i've seen the tip ball go out of bounds so the referees having everybody reset talking to miles powell right now 
actually, excuse me, talking to the scorer's table, waiting to figure out what is going on. Score still talking to the scorer's table as the referee comes back to the center logo. And now he talks to the other referees and four-year stripes today. You have Michael Stevens, Mike Roberts, and Bill Covington will be the three referees wearing the stripes. The fans already getting rowdy again. A sold-out Prudential Center here. The lower bowl sold out the ball up and won by Romaro Gill. Quincy McKnight will corral it, and he crosses the timeline. Swings it to Mamu Kellers really at the right wing. They swings it to Roden. Roden back to Mamu at the right corner. Going inside to Quincy McKnight. Quincy McKnight loses his dribble, was able to swing it to Mamu Kellers really backing him down and getting the layup. That one falls in the basket right under the basket. Was Mamu Kellers really on that layup? And the Pirates early lead 2-0 as Baldwin takes it across the timeline. Swings it over to Thompson. Thompson guarded by Powell. And gets it to the top of the key is Enzi. Enzi over. Back to Baldwin at the top of the key. Has swing it over to McDermott. McDermott the pump fake and gets it down low to Enzi. Enzi guarded heavily by Mamu. Back in the post. He turns around. Rolls right out. Corralled by Roden. Roden will get it to Powell, giving it for the Pirates. Powell behind the back, driving into the lane, gets it out to the left corner to Roden. Roden unable to hold on to that pass, going out of bounds in front of the Butler bench, and it will be the Bulldogs' ball. Yeah, it looks like Roden was ready to pass that one before he even caught it. He wanted to swing it back up to McKnight on the left wing and get McKnight for the wide-open three. He got a one play at a time. With the ball slowly going up the timeline is Baldwin. Baldwin. Gets it over to Thompson. Thompson right to the top of the key is Enzi. Enzi hands it off to Baldwin. Baldwin dribbling with his left hand at the top of the key by the logo. Gets it to McDermott on the left wing. Now Enzi with it on the right block. Backing down. Roden going inside the paint. Losing his handle and stripped away by Miles Powell. A three-on-two opportunity as he swings it to Mamu Keller. It's really on the right side of the court. Mamu goes up with the layup. Misses it. A fight for the rebound and it finds the hands of Enzi. Going across the timeline for the Bulldogs is Baldwin, and he has it against the left screen from Golden. And Golden has it, a mid-range jumper for him. And that one, nothing but net. Ending a two-minute scoring drought for the Bulldogs. Two twos to score with 18 minutes left to go in the first half. McKnight hands it to Mamu. And now Powell has it. Powell dribbling to his left. Tried to roll it back to Gill. However, stolen away by Enzi. And now Butler slowing the pace as Baldwin has it. Baldwin dribbling to the left side of the court. Has to swing it right back out to Golden. Golden hands off to McDermott. McDermott over to Thompson. Thompson the right screen by Golden. And Golden the mid-range jumper in that one. Same spot as the earlier basket for Golden. And now Butler with a 4-2 lead. Yeah, it looks like Seenhall's going to have to defend the mid-range a little bit there from Golden. He's two for two. Mamo Kelly's really at the right wing. He looks over to Powell at the top of the key. Powell gets it inside to Gill. Gill slams it home on McDermott's head top. And it ties it back up. Four fours to score at 17-20 left in the first half. Another fantastic execution of that pick and roll by the Pirates. Now the Pirates looking like they might be in a 2-2 zone. And it is man coverage, though, as McDermott has it at the top of the key. Swings it over to Baldwin, guarded heavily by McKnight. Baldwin looking for somebody to pass it to. He rips over to his left and finds Thompson in the left corner. Thompson dribbles it in. Rest the runner, and that one off the backboard and in. 6-2-4 is the score in favor of the Bulldogs retaking the lead. McKnight gets it over to Powell. And right now with it at the left wing is Roden. Roden guarded heavily by McDermott as he gives it to the point guard, McKnight. 
McKnight gets it over to his left side, and now Roden has it. Roden goes inside, and Romaro Gill slams it home one more time. Welcome to the dunk party, Romaro Gill. And this tied up once again, 6-6 to score, 16 minutes left. As the crossing the timeline is Baldwin at the left wing. Baldwin swings it over to his right side, goes inside, and gets swatted double time. But hits the backboard, called goaltending, points awarded to McDermott, and 8-6 is the score in favor of the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, even though it was a goaltender, I love the hustle there by both Powell and Gill. I mean, they Powell blocked it first, and then Gill came up to reinforce it. A long conversation between McKnight and the referee as McKnight was telling, watch out for Baldwin's offense. The offhand is acting up for him. As crossing the timeline is McKnight, and he has it at the left wing. Swings it over to his right side is Roden at the top of the key. Roden looking for somebody to pass it to, and he finds Powell at the right wing. Powell dribbling to his right. As he gets it in the right corner, going across the court to Roden. Roden, 10 seconds on the shot clock. He shoots the left wing three, misses it, and rebounded by Baldwin. A fast break opportunity as trying to slam it home is Enzi, but McKnight coming back on defense. Enzi draws the foul, and he will shoot two after this media timeout. 8-6 is the score in favor of the Bulldogs. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Seton Hall men's basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. My name is Alexander Mamakalashvili, and you're listening to Sino Hall Basketball here on 89.5 FM WSOU. Seton Hall with the early two-point deficit as we come out of this under-16 update. 8-6 is a score in favor of the Bulldogs, and for Butler... Missing their first shot, but ever since then, nothing but net making four of their last four. And they have an opportunity to extend this lead as McKnight fouled Enzi on the fast break attempt. Yeah, I mean, not a bad foul by McKnight. I mean, he was, had a wide open dunk. And, I mean, that's one of the things you got to do. You got to take the risk and make him earn it at the line. Maybe he'll miss one of them and only get one point. But then if he makes two, it's the same thing as if. I mean, just got to give it a shot. But then, yes, Butler's been shooting very well. I mean, Golden has four points already. McDermott has two. And then Thompson also has two. So a very balanced attack so far for the Bulldogs. Looking at the big for the Bulldogs, like you said, Golden with four points on the other side for Seton Hall. Romaro Gill as well, four points for him. And both of those, or all four of those points coming off the slam. But, again, the NC will head to the free throw line to shoot two. And he's a 61.4% free throw shooter, so a possibility that he could miss that one, like you said, Liam. But as the whistle blows, the referee hands Enzi the ball. Some noises that I'm hearing behind me. A quick shy free throw, and he missed the first one. Yeah, so the foul is worth it for McKnight. I mean, we'll see if he gets the, if he get make the second one, but, I mean, it's worth it so far. The bounce pass to Enzi at the free throw line. The fans here at the potential center getting a little bit louder as the second free throw rattles home. And now a three-point lead, 9-6 to six is the score in favor of the Bulldogs. Crossing the timeline for the Pirates is McKnight, and he has it between the circles. Swings it over to the left to Mamu as he hands it right back to McKnight. McKnight dribbling to his right, sends it inside the paint to Sandro. Sandro missing the layup, contact in the paint, nothing called, and rebounded by the Bulldogs. With it is Enzi. Enzi faked the pass and swinged it outside, and with the three-point is Baldwin, and he could turn it on third in the Big East in scoring in conference play. And now Butler a six-point lead as Seton Hall has it on the offensive side. McKnight with it at the top of the key. He dribbles between the legs and swings it over to his right. 
Powell has it, gets it over to the right corner. It's Roden, Roden driving in baseline and tried to get it to Gill in the paint. Mishandled that pass, was able to still find McKnight in the left corner. McKnight going across the court, gets it to Roden, and Roden the three-pointer attempt just too short, rebounded by the Bulldogs, and it's going bad to worse for the Pirates. As crossing over is Thompson, Thompson gets it top of the key, Golden. Golden leaves it for Baldwin at the left wing. Baldwin dribbling to his left, getting double-teamed by Powell and Gill. Getting trapped in the corner, looking for somebody to pass it to, and he passes it to Golden. Ten seconds left on the shot clock. As with it at the right wing, dribbling in is Thompson. And Thompson, the floater, misses, rebounded by Mamou really And now the Pirates will slow the pace. With it, a straightaway is Powell. Powell gets it over to the right corner. Mamou and Sandro tried a couple of bounces, did not work. Tipped up by Gill, but found the hands of Thompson, and Thompson will be dribbling up the right side of the court. He clears everything and calls the offensive play at the Pirate logo, dribbling to his left, and swings it over to his right is McDermott. McDermott right back to Thompson, as Thompson dribbles to his left, passes to his right, and now Baldwin has it. Baldwin trying to dribble into the court. Ten seconds left on the shot clock for the Bulldogs, as Thompson has it. Five seconds left on the shot clock. He tries to drive in. A great screen by Golden. However, the runner misses for Thompson, rebounded by Roden, and Powell has it dribbling on the right side of the court for the Pirates. Gets it by the logo, top of the key, trying to isolation. McDermott, as it doesn't work, steps back, though, and the mid-range jumper does fall. His foot on the line, a two-point try, and in the scoring drought for the Pirates, 12-8 is now the score, 13-35 left to go in the first half. With it at the top of the key is Enzi. Enzi thought about passing it inside the Baldwin, but it's just backing down. Mamou really at the right post is Enzi. Swings it right out. And now with it is McDermott. McDermott right back to Thompson. Thompson the left screen by Golden. And Golden straight away to pick and pop. That one misses as it hit the back of the rim. Rebounded by McKnight. McKnight to Powell. Powell thought about the three at the left corner, but had to pass it back out. It looked like he tried to go for the reverse. But misses, tipped out, and it will remain a Pirates possession with 23 seconds left on the shot clock and 13.04 left in the first half. Yeah, it looked like Powell, when he drove baseline, he wanted to try and swing it back inside to, to Gill because Gill was on the left block there. Get it inside to him, and he can go right up with it because that's been what's working for them so far this game. So, uh, But wasn't able to convert it there. Checking in for the first time is Tyrese Samuel as well as Miles Kale for the Pirates. Meanwhile, for the Bulldogs, Henry Adley will be checking in again. Seton Hall with possession after it was tipped out by the Bulldogs. And Powell has it at the top of the key. He swings it over to Samuel. Samuel thought about a three, but he's dropping in. And the runner does not fall and is rebounded by McDermott. Great take by Samuel. I mean, if it, uh, yeah, he didn't finish it, but I'd say keep taking those. On the right side of the court is Baldwin. Baldwin driving in, steps back, and isolation is McKnight, the runner, he just threw that one up as he was falling to the ground, but it still found the bottom of the net. 14-8 is now the score with 12-30 left as Samuel has it at the top of the key. Leaves it for Powell. Powell dribbling to his right side. Just dishes it to McKnight and gets it back to Kale at the top of the key. Kale guarded heavily by Tucker, who checked in as well, and gets it to McKnight. McKnight driving into the court, and he was grabbed on the way up. So it'll be two shots for McKnight after that foul. Yeah, great job at McKnight. He went right into traffic, knew he was going to get fouled, and he can sink him at the line. Uh, I mean, McKnight, a fantastic free throw shooter, 84.8% on the season. Waiting to check in at the scorer's table will be Reynolds and Obiago. McKnight shooting two again in this season, shooting 84.8% from the stripe as the first free throw rolls right out 
for McKnight, he'll still have an opportunity at one more as coming in is Obiagu and Reynolds for Powell and Gill. Again, one more free throw attempt for McKnight as he gets the ball. Takes his left foot back, just gets down in the stance, goes up, and that free throw finds the bottom of the net. 14-9 is now the score. 12-19 left to go in the first half. As playing a little full court press is Reynolds. Reynolds guarding Baldwin heavily as Baldwin is just dropping into the paint. Another runner just seeming like he just threw it up, and that one's still falling for the Bulldogs. As now the score is 16-9 with a little over 12 minutes left in the first half. McKnight with it between the circles. He finds Kale to his right side. Kale swings it right back to McKnight. McKnight dribbling with his left hand over to his left, tries to swing it back to Kale. Seems like the same play on the opposite side as Kale drives in, and he is called for a travel. It seemed like the ball got poked out first, but the referee is calling a travel, and that will be a timeout on the floor and a timeout here on 89.5 FM. 11.47 left to go in this one, and the Bulldogs leading 16-9. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Seton Hall men's basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. My name is Romaro Gill, and you're listening to Seton Hall men's basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU. Wilner Lewis and Liam played at the Prudential Center for this matchup between number 21 Butler and number 16 Seton Hall. And right now, Butler looking to possibly upset the Pirates as they have a seven-point advantage. 16-9 is the score with 11.47 left in the first half. And in that under-12 media update, again, with it being National Girls and Women in Sports Day a couple of weeks ago, Seton Hall recognizing all of the women athletes here with a nice video on the monitor and then having all the uh, female athletes at center court. So a, a great time there for Seton Hall athletes, but not a great time on the court for the men's basketball team. No, yeah, obviously. I mean, uh, Butler's up 16-9. to nine. I think what the biggest thing is their defensive breakdowns. I mean, Romaro Gill was doing a fantastic job playing help defense in the middle, but then when Gill came out and Obiagu came back in, Obiagu was getting over a little too late, and he wasn't playing smart defense. He was going up for the shot block while Gill was playing smarter, staying on his feet and just putting his hands up. But right now you got Gill back in the game. Obiagu took a seat on the bench, so I think that'll improve it for him a little bit, and maybe they'll get some stops, just talk a little bit more on defense. The first half woes just continue to pile on for Seton Hall throughout the whole season, shooting 33% in the first half, and they're around that average, shooting 40% so far in this matchup. Butler, on the other hand, 64% as they have the ball. With it is Tucker, and Tucker guarded heavily by Kale, gets it out to McDermott. McDermott, that three-point falls, and it just... Again, getting bad to worse as now the Bulldogs have a double-digit advantage. 19-9 is the score as the Pirates have possession. With it is McKnight at the right wing. He dribbles to his left and he shoots a straightaway three. That one misses, but fouled on the side of 10 by badly. And he will go to the free throw line to shoot three. Yeah, I mean, uh, the three's not really falling for Seton Hall so far today. They're 0 for 3 on, on the day. I mean, only three missed ones, but this is a theme we've seen in past games where they haven't they they'd keep shooting threes after they've missed them and they won't drive to the basket so we'll see hopefully they learn early in this one that their threes aren't really falling so far and they'll drive and for Seton Hall that just seemed to always be the issue for them as McKnight makes the first free throw 
In losses, Seton Hall attempted about 28 three-pointers. However, in wins, Seton Hall only attempted 21. Now, that could be due to Seton Hall trying to shoot themselves out of deficits in their losses as McKnight makes his second free throw. But in the same token, Seton Hall, when they win, they're, make, they're shooting better shots. They're getting into the paint. They're getting those mid-range jumpers. However, when they lose, they just try to shoot themselves out the slump, and that's not what you can do if you're a basketball player. No, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you got to take the, the best shot, not the first shot. I mean, everyone loves to shoot threes nowadays. They love the big play, but, I mean, the one that's going to get the job done is getting inside. McKnight makes all three the hard way, and now to score 19-12 as the Prudential Center gets a little life here as Baldwin has it guarded heavily by McKnight, a screen by Golden, and the mixed match as he goes across the court too badly, badly. His three-point attempt at the left corner misses and tipped out of bounds by McKnight, and it will remain Butler's possession with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah, Butler, one of the better rebounding teams in the Big East. They lead the league in rebounding margin in overall games and in Big East play, so this is one way Seton Hall is going to have to stop the Bulldogs. Inbounding on the right side of the basket is the Bulldogs getting to the left corner, and the air ball by Tucker, rebounded by Kale. Kale pushing the tempo a little bit, but he will slow it down and get it to Miles Powell. Powell has it. He's dribbling left. He fake spin, steps back. That mid-range misses, rebounded, found the hands of McDermott, and McDermott swings it over to Baldwin, and Baldwin will go up court for the Bulldogs. Baldwin pushing the pace, gets it right back to Golden. Golden thought about shooting a three, but didn't as he gets it to McDermott. McDermott directing traffic, a little half-hearted screen by Tucker as McDermott swings it over to Badly. Badly finds Baldwin and Butler with five seconds left on the shot clock. Baldwin getting guarded heavily, swings it to Golden at the top of the key, and now one dripping like they're wearing some Dior. Butler with a double-digit advantage, 22 to 12 is now the score. Ten minutes left as Seton Hall has possession. With it is Powell. Powell goes inside to Gill. Gill unable to corral the pass. And it will be Bulldogs' possession. That's one thing. Butler definitely watched their game film. That game film. They know Seton Hall likes to get it inside the Gill. They've got Seton Hall's been successful with it a couple times, but then the other few times they've tried to go to it, uh, Butler's been right there, able to deflect the ball. So they know what it's coming, and they Seton Hall's got to try and find another way to get it inside. Checking back in for the Pirates is Roden, and checking in for the first time is Nelson. A little stoppage in play, but. Everything's fine now as Tucker inbounds it to Thompson, and Thompson on the right side of the basket will dribble it across the timeline, getting the right screen from Tucker, and he dribbles to his right, getting another screen by Golden, but nothing, unable to get separation as he has to swing it right back to the top of the key. Is Tucker. Tucker guarded by Nelson, and he drives into the paint. It seems like he got swatted away, and it is the Pirates' possession as Nelson has it, gets it right back to Powell. Powell thought about a three, but he's driving on the left baseline. The layoff misses. However, the putback dunk by Romaro Gill cuts into the double-digit deficit, making it single digits that is now 22 to 14, 9-19 left to go in the first half. Thompson will dribble it across the timeline and gets it to Battle, who's newly checked in, and Battle is also New Jersey native as he tried to drive into the paint, and Powell does a great job at drawing the charge. A sad one for the New Jersey native coming from Trenton Catholic, the 
82nd prospect in ESPN's top 100, so you know a homecoming for him, and he's enjoying every minute of it, but a little too excited on the drive in, drawing the charge, and now seeing all with an opportunity to continue to cut into the deficit. The charge is one of my favorite plays in basketball. I mean, gets the job done every time. McKnight with it straight away. He's to his side attempt. That one rimmed out. Gale tried to put it back, however, missed it and found Bulldogs hands going across the timeline is Thompson and then left screen by Golden getting it right back out to Golden. Golden shimmied and the three-pointer missed. A little tip out by Mama Keller's really and he finds Powell. Powell seeming like he's pushing the pace. However, there's four Bulldogs in the paint waiting for him and he is getting double teamed as he swings it right out and now Sandro has it. Gets it right back to Powell at the right wing. Powell getting a little quick double team but now the New Jersey and New Jersey battle. Baldwin against Powell. Step back by Powell and a pump fake, and the straight away three. Perfect for Miles Powell, 22 to 17 to score, 820 left. And now the fans here is getting rowdy and slowly getting on their feet. Thompson trying to direct traffic, and he's guarded by Nelson. The left screen by Golden, and he dribbles to his left, still guarded by Nelson as he picks up his dribble and gets it over to Enzi. Enzi spins around to the baseline and has to get it back out to Golden. Golden going up and under misses. And rebounded by Romaro Gill. Romaro Gill corrals in and gets it to Powell. Powell dribbling on the left side of the basket. Between the legs behind the back. Dribbling to his right. Thought about joining the straightaway three. But the double team by the Bulldogs gets it inside to Gill. Gill misses the turnaround layup. Rebounded by Thompson. And Thompson will slow everything down here. 7.40 left in the first half. Thompson slowly walking to the opposite side of the court. And gets it to Tucker. Tucker to battle on the left wing. Battle looking for somebody and just hands it off right to Thompson. Thompson between the circles at the top of the key. Stepping back and directing traffic with seven seconds left on the shot clock. He will dribble to his left. Guarded by Roden. Four seconds left on the shot clock. And he drives baseline. Going up and out. Gets it to Golden. Golden turning around. But the shot clock violation. And that will send us to our under eight media timeout. Butler on a scoring drought over the last three minutes. And Seton Hall will try to continue to cut into this deficit. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. Seton Hall has clawed back into this game after a rough start, and it kind of looked like they were, kind of looked like they were, it was similar to the past few games against Creighton and Providence where they started off slow and, and kind of just wasn't feeling it. And if you look early on, they weren't shooting the best. They were shooting around... 30% from th- from the field and about and 0% from three. So they started off slow like that, but they did a good job of getting back after that under 12 media timeout and getting some momentum and clawing their way back in the game. Part of the reason they've been able to do that is due to the crowd. The crowd has really pumped up Seton Hall and helped them get back into the game when their groove has been gone. And thank you, Joe Camarota, for that sideline update. Wona Lewis, Liam played back here at the Prudential Center. Seton Hall slowly crawling their way back into this game. They were down by as much as 10, but a five-point deficit will eye the Pirates after coming out of this break. And again, Seton Hall being able to buckle down on the defensive end after a made three-pointer by Bryce Golden, and that one was when the shot clock was ending down, so he just chucked up a straightaway three and got it to fall. Seton Hall holding Butler scoreless over the last three minutes. And Seton Hall was able to find a couple of action. You got the straightaway three by Miles Powell. You had the putback by Romaro Gill. And when you have those two plays, those are probably the two most electric plays for the Pirates. And that's how you're able to get the fans really back into this one. 
Yeah, I mean, whenever Miles Powell hits a three in the Prudential Center, I feel like the whole place is going to fall apart. And then with Romaro Gill, he's able, no one's boxing him out. They can't box him out. He's too big. He's getting the rebounds. He's getting underneath. He's catching the passes. And then on defense, I think this is the best I've seen Seton Hall play defense in the paint all year. I mean, they're playing smart defense. They have their hands up. They're not going for the block. They're staying on their feet. They're helping each other out. They're talking. I mean, they're really coming back in this game. They just got to get it moving on offense a little bit more. WSUFM. In South Orange, New Jersey, when the Lewis Liam played, a matchup between number 16 Seton Hall and number 21 Bulldogs, as with possession is the Pirates. And it will be Roden with it at the top of the key, swings it over to the hot man, Miles Powell. And Powell with it at the right wing. A moving screen by Sandro, as it was a little give and go, but Mamu really unable to set his feet and just a lazy foul for the Pirates. Yeah, I feel like we've seen a move, moving screen calls a little more often this season. Um, um, I think that's just something they're trying to reinforce here in the game. Baldwin for the Bulldogs, crossing the timeline, gets it over to Thompson on the right wing. Thompson to Enzi at the top of the key. Enzi just hands it off to Baldwin, and Baldwin holding the ball as he goes inside to Enzi. A little defensive miscommunication leads to a poster for Enzi on top of Romaro Gill. 24-17 is the score at 6.39 left. Yeah, that's one thing. When you're in the paint, you got to know where the ball is at all times. Mamu Kalashvili gets it to Miles Powell at the top of the key. Powell guarded heavily by Thompson. Again, Thompson missing the last game due to concussion-like symptoms. And the layup by Powell missed. Going out of bounds, though, and it'll be the Bulldogs' possession going the other way. Yeah, it looks like I didn't see who it was, but it looked like a senior player had to try to knock it out of bounds. I mean, if you're that close to the ball, just grab it and secure it. I mean, maybe we'll get a jump ball and but yeah, possession. Possibly Roden or Gill tipping that one now, but it will be Baldwin crossing midcourt. Gets it over to Thompson at the right wing. Thompson looking to get it to Enzi, and Enzi gets it. He swings it over to Baldwin at the top of the key. Baldwin guarded by Nelson as he swings it over to his right. McDermott in the left wing. Three misses. Good boxing out by Mamu Kelashvili as he was able to corral the rebound. He gets it to Powell who's dribbling up the court on the right side. Get it over to the top of the key. And with Mamu Kelashvili driving into the paint, the referees called the whistle as they will be conversating and see if it's an offensive or a defensive foul. And it will be a defensive foul, a tripping on Golden. And with that, a, a very clean game so far. That will be Butler's fourth foul. And Seton Hall, only two fouls so far in this one with 5.53 left to go in the first half. Yeah, I mean, very very clean so far. I mean, I, did, I just saw the replay. It was a little trip there. Powell with it at the right wing. He dribbles over to his right side. A quick double team as he swings it across the court to Mamu Kelly's really with it is Nelson at the left wing. Nelson dribbling back towards the center logo, and he dribbles over to his right, swings it over to his left to Roden. Roden to the left wing three. That one down and out. Rebounded by Baldwin. The score is still 24-17 as Baldwin dribbles over to his right side. A mixed match as Gill is guarding him real quick, but swinged it back out to Golden. Golden to Thompson. Thompson top of the key. McDermott. And Enzi has it guarded heavily by Mamu as inside gives it to Baldwin. Baldwin up and under. However, pass it out to McDermott. Seven seconds left on the shot clock as Nelson's able to tip out the pass. Baldwin shooting that three off the front of the rim. Rebounded by Miles Powell. Numbers for Seton Hall as Roden has it inside the paint. He goes up. Misses the layup. No foul call by the referees. Roden looking for one. Nothing called as the fans here at the Prudential Center booing. The score remains 24-17, 4.50 left to go in the first half, and slowing it down is Thompson dribbling to his right, gets it to Enzi on his left side, 
Enzi dribbling to his right and has it out to Baldwin. Baldwin pulls up in front of Sandro. Airballs that one. Gets it to Roden. And Nelson will be dribbling up the court on the left side for the Pirates. Nelson swings it out to Mamu Kalashvili, and he gets the left wing three. That one off the back of the rim. However, found Nelson's hands. Nelson lost it for a second, but Gill is able to corral that one back. Try to get it out to Nelson. However, a lazy pass gets to a fast break for Baldwin. Numbers four, the Bulldogs, as Thompson lays it up. A timeout by Kevin Willard will send us to our under four media timeout. 26 to 17 is the score. Seton Hall scoreless over the last four minutes. They'll try to see if they can get something after this media timeout. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Seton All Men's Basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. My name is Jared Road, and you're listening to Seton Hall Men's Basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU. Well, then Lewis and Liam played here at the Prudential Center for the matchup between the number 16 Pirates and the number 21 Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs getting rowdy here at the Prudential Center as they lead by 9, 26-17 is the score with 4-16 left to go after this media timeout. And for the Pirates, defensively, they're, they're, pre- they're playing pretty good after conceding a good amount of field goals in the first half of the first half. But the issue for the Pirates, which has been an issue in the, a lot of first halves for the Pirates has been their offense. They're 0 for the last 5, 1 for the last 7, and haven't scored a basket for the past four and a half minutes. So if you're seeing all, you know, you're doing everything that you need defensively. You're keeping the game close, but you have to be able to score at the end of the day to kind of the cut into the deficit and Seton Hall's just not doing that. Yeah, I mean, they're shooting 30% from the field so far. I mean, they're getting the job done at the at the free throw line, which is great. They're shooting 80%, but I mean, one for seven from behind three, that's not Seton Hall at all. I think the problem, I, th- I think the problem has always been that they, they're not going inside enough. They need to get, get inside. I mean, even if you can't get it to Gill or Mamu underneath, I mean, just drive to the basket, get fouled, I mean, go to the line. I mean, uh, yes, Seton Hall's a very good three-point shooting team. They I mean, they shoot 32% on the year, but, I mean, at some point, you just got to get inside of the basket, highest percentage shot in basketball. I mean, get get the job done in there. Meanwhile, seeing all not taking care of the ball either going into that media timeout, which led to the Kevin Willard timeout, was just a, a half-hearted pass by Romaro Gill, which was easy to get plucked by Baldwin and led to the fast-break basket. Overall, in this first half, Seton Hall turning the ball over six times, only two assists. Meanwhile, for the Butler Bulldogs, eight assists and three turnovers as a three-pointer attempt by Miles Powell. He gets fouled on that. The foul called on Baldwin. That would be his third personal foul. And Miles Powell goes to the free-throw line to shoot three. Well, with Baldwin's third, that can make a huge difference down the stretch. Actually, it is Baldwin's second free, second foul. Misspoke on that one. A quick update by the person here doing stats at the Prudential Center as the first one by Powell. Quiet bucket as it hit nothing but net. Cutting into this deficit now, an eight-point deficit for the Pirates. As Powell gets the ball, dribbles it a couple of times, give it one spin, squats down into his stance, goes up. Second free throw, nothing but net as well as checking in for Baldwin will be Henry Badley, the Ohio native. Playing a lot more minutes since Big East playing. That could be due to 
a magnitude of things for the Pirates, more notably, again, the absence of Aaron Thompson, who is playing this game for the first time in a while as another three-for-three three trip for the Pirates. McKnight was able to go three-for-three, three, and now Miles Powell goes three-for-three three as the deficit is only a six-point deficit for the Pirates, and the fans here at the sold-out potential is getting loud once again. Enzi has it at the right wing, directing traffic. A double screen for Thompson as Enzi drives in, gets it outside to Thompson. Thompson dropping into the lane and goes up, misses that one, almost tipped by Gale. However, going out of bounds and blocking it is Gale, but a foul. Waiting to see who the foul was called on because it seemed like Gale got all ball. But it's a foul on Powell. And Golden, a 67.4% free throw shooter, will go to the line to shoot too. His first free throw gets that one through, and now with 27-20 advantage for the Bulldogs. Yeah, it looked like it, was, it might have been a little reach there on, on Powell. The second free throw, a couple of dribbles for him. He goes up with his right hand, that one rattling home, hitting the front of the rim, the back of the rim, and getting through the bottom of the net. An eight-point advantage for the Bulldogs. Now three and a half left to go in the first half as McKnight dribbles it up. He gets it to Powell. And Powell swings it right back, and he has it once again, dribbling to his right side, going across the court to Reynolds. Reynolds dribbling in on the left baseline. Gets it to get, gets it to Mamu, excuse me. And he slams that one home in safe two-handed dunk. And now with six-point advantage once again, it's pushing the pace, trying to break the full-court press is Thompson. And he has it across the logo towards the right side of the Pirate logo. He's directing traffic, pointing his right hand, dribbling with his right hand now, crossing over to his left hand, crossing back over to his right. He dribbles into the paint, and his feet moving before he thought about stopping a travel for Thompson. And seeing Hall an opportunity to maybe make it a one-possession game with a three-pointer here with three minutes exactly left to go in the first half. Yeah, I think just seeing how move move the ball around, move around on offense. I think that's the biggest thing. They're not moving around too much. You saw when Mamu cut, they had that fantastic uh, pass there. So we'll see. And McKnight loses the ball. It seems like he might have got stuck as he kind of moved forward, but the ball stayed back, found the Butler Bulldogs' hands, and a great defense by Reynolds, poking it out of the hands of McDermott towards the left sideline however going out of bounds and it will remain butler's possession 240 left on the clock 21 seconds on the shot clock as mcdermott will inbound it on the left side of the court he gets it into enzi and enzi dribbling right back out guarded by mamu kelashvili gets it over to mcdermott mcdermott right back to enzi a mixed match as reynolds is the one guarding and a charge a travel actually by enzi if it was a charge, that would have been a great thing for the Pirates, but a travel as he tried to body up Reynolds, but Reynolds showing that he's been in the weight room these last couple years from walk-on to scholarship player to getting meaningful minutes this season. And with that, seeing Hall another opportunity to make it a one-possession game as Reynolds has it. He swings it over to the right side, and Powell has it at the right wing. Powell goes inside to Mamou Kelly. Mamou really gets it right back to Powell. Powell guarded heavily by Badley. And swings it across the court to McKnight. McKnight, 10 seconds on the shot clock. Gets the lob. Gets it inside to Gale, but drew the foul. That was Enzi on the foul. His first personal foul. The sixth foul for the Bulldogs. And Gale, a pretty good free throw shooter. 68% for a big man. Pretty good. He'll go to the line to shoot, too. 
Again, a great job by the Pirates just being able to attack the paint. Their last bucket was a two-handed dunk by Mama Kellishvili. That one as Gill missed the first attempt. Another opportunity just to attack the paint on this Bulldogs team. Again, Seton Hall in the effective height. They're the tallest team in the nation, the second tallest team. If you look at a couple of other stats, stats are just a beautiful thing. The way that you're able to maneuver and fandangle numbers to get what you want. But Miguel making the second free throw and now a 28-23 advantage for the Bulldogs. As in the backcourt is Thompson guarded by McKnight. Thompson's able to cross center court. And he swings it over to his, dribbles over to his left side. And he has it at the left wing, dribbling with his right hand. 50 seconds on the shot clock. And now dribbling over to his right, he swings it to Enzi, and Enzi just hands it right off to McDermott. Ten seconds left on the shot clock is McDermott gets it to Thompson. Thompson stepping back, still guarded by Baldwin. A missed layup, but the a missed layup by Thompson. However, the putback by Goldwyn does count, so he will go to the line and get three to Hardaway after the layup and the foul. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best you're going to get because he had the switch on, yeah, Shavar Reynolds on Enzi. I mean, and Reynolds was giving him the business. He was pushing him around. He wasn't taking it. So good job by Reynolds keeping Enzi out of the paint. And Golden gets the three points the hard way, converting the free throw, 31-23 to score a little over a minute and a half left to go in the first half. As McKnight has it, he's dribbling on the left side of the court, dribbling with his left hand going between the leg, gets it to Powell. Powell at the top of the key, dribbling with his right, stepping back, crossing over, pulling up. And that one off the right of the rim. A battle for the ball inside the paint. Throwing it up is Golden. But Mamukal is really doing a great job at coming in and getting the ball. And he draws a foul. And on the floor, actually going out of bounds, not a foul. So Seton Hall will still have possession. 20 seconds on the shot clock as inbounding on the left side of the basket is McKnight. McKnight finds Powell at the left corner. Powell gets it to the right corner to Reynolds. Reynolds, the three-pointer. That one online. Connection good. 31-26 to score. A minute and 10 left to go in the first half. Playing a little full-court press is the Pirates. As Thompson dribbles it up the court for the Bulldogs. He slows it down, looks back to Laval Bull. Excuse me, Laval Jordan. And he gets it to Badley. Badley with 13 seconds on the shot clock, 54 seconds on the game clock. Gets it to Thompson. Thompson grabbing his jersey, calling the play. Dribbling over to his right side, driving into the paint, kicking it back out to Golden. Golden to Badley. Badley, the three-pointer. And that one answers Reynolds' three-pointer. 34-26 to score with about eight seconds. An eight-second difference between the shot clock and the game clock for the Pirates is McKnight. He looks back to Kevin Willard looking for the play. And he's just milking out this clock as there's 15 seconds left on the shot clock a whistle blown on the floor and it seemed like it was a little battle between Sandro Mamakelashvili and Bryce Golden a quick whistle for the referees and a technical being called believe a double technical on Romaro Gill as well as on Golden as we wait for an official announcement it just seemed like it was a little a little pushing and shoving down in the paint region on the right side of the basket. Yeah, it didn't look like anything that uh, needed a, a technical assessed. Gets a quick whistle for the referees, just making sure nothing happens with these last couple of seconds in the first half. 
Again, a technical on Gill and a technical on Goldwyn, but Pirates retain possession as a three-pointer by Powell misses and a foul on the floor. And it will be Golden on the foul. A loose ball foul by Golden pushing Romaro Gill as he tried to go up for the rebound. And with seven fouls for the Bulldogs, eight fouls, excuse me, for the Bulldogs, Romaro Gill will go to the free throw line to shoot one and one. Yeah, I mean, and Gill, not a bad free throw shooter, 68.2% on the season. I mean, I mean, credit to Gill. He's getting in there. He's getting aggressive. He, and that's what Seton Hall needs at this point in the game. I mean, you're, you're down eight. You got to get something going before halftime. Uh, I mean, Gill's doing the job. Gill waiting to get the pass from the referees, leading the Big East in 3.5 blocks per game. He gets the ball, a couple dribbles, get down in the squat. The right-handed free throw sinks the bottom of the net, cutting into this deficit now with seven-point deficit for the Pirates as Gill was still due for one more. And it was a pretty clean first half for both teams. Only five fouls for the Pirates in that first half. Eight for the Bulldogs as a lot of those started coming in late. And Seton Hall down 34-28. to 28. Checking out is Gill. Checking in is Miles Gill for these last couple of seconds. Seton Hall maybe seeing if they could get a steal, maybe a fast break point to cut into the deficit a little bit, maybe make it a four-point game. But the Bulldogs will have possession as Thompson crosses the center logo. 15 seconds left on the game clock in the first half as Thompson directs traffic. All the Butler players move to get there into their play. Thompson dribbles over to his right, gets it to Baldwin, guarded by Sandra Mamakelis. Really, three seconds left on the shot clock. Crosses over. He steps back, guarded heavily, and that three-pointer attempt misses off the back iron after 20 minutes of play. Seton Hall finds themselves in familiar territory down in the first half. This time, only by 6, 34, 28 is the score. Again, familiar territory for Seton Hall because they have been down for 14 games so far this season, and they were able to win eight of those, most in the NCAA. So we'll see if they're able to make another comeback. We're going to send it to a short break here. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. But we still have 20 minutes of basketball here to play at the Prudential Center as the number 16 Pirates find themselves down to the number 21 Bulldogs, 34-28. to 28. Again, Wilna Lewis alongside Liam Plate. And for Seton Hall, again, this is territory that they find themselves in time in and time out again. They have played 14 games where they were trailing at half, but they were able to get wins in eight of those games, again, leading the NCAA in that category. And it's due to three major categories that Seton Hall just finds themselves to excel in in the second half. Points per game, in the first half, they averaged 33.2. Second half jumps up to 41.2. Field goal percentage, 39.5 in the first half. Jumps up almost 10% to 48.6 in the second half. And then the assist-to-turnover ratio, 0.94 in the first half, 1.16 in the second half. Seton Hall, again, a bad first half, but it kind of led up to the numbers that they had. Again, that average, 33.2 points. They're below it with 28 points. Field goal percentage, 39.5. Below that right now, 33%. And then the assisted turnover ratio, 0.94. Right now for Seton Hall, absolutely horrendous as it's 0.5. Eight turnovers, four assists for Seton Hall. So we expect them to catch up in the second half, and they've shown time and time out that they could do exactly that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's simple. they got to excel in those those three areas. I mean, it really seems to to be the case so far. I mean, Miles Powell, he only has eight points so far, but I expect him to come alive. In the last three games against Butler, Palace scored 31, 21, and 29, respectively. Expect him to have a big game. He loves to score big against Butler, but one thing, you can't count out Butler. They're 15-1 this season when leading at the half, so... You don't know what's going to happen. These are Butler, on the other hand, a very good team when they're leading at the half, and then Seton Hall, a very good team when they're trailing. So we'll see what happens. Well, we'll exactly like you said, we will see what happens as the whistle is blown and Butler has possession. Seton Hall won the tip to start off the game. Butler wearing black on black. Seton Hall white on white. Baldwin has it at the top of the key. He swings it over to McDermott at the left wing. McDermott leaves that one short, rebounded by the outstretched hands of Romaro Gill, and he swings it over to McKnight on the left side of the court. McKnight picks up his dribble and finds Powell. Powell gets it over to Mamu Kalashvili. Mamu Kalashvili backing down Enzi. A little rim on that one. Misses. Getting the second chance. And Mamu showing that big body frame. As now seen Hall only down by four. 34-30 is the score with a little under a minute played in the second half. Enzi has it at the top of the key. Swings it over to his right side. And it's McDermott. McDermott dribbling over with his left hand. Gets it over to Baldwin. Baldwin gets it inside to Golden. Golden over to the left side of Thompson. Thompson pushing off Gill. No foul call as he swings it right back out to Golden. And Golden air balling that one. I felt the win here. My suit jacket opened up with that air ball at Seton Hall. What half possession going the other way? Yeah, not the best shot by Butler there. You want to get something a little more wide open. McKnight with it. He gets it over to Roden at the left wing. Swings it over to the right wing. Now Powell has it. Powell guarded by Baldwin now as McKnight is guarded by Thompson. Thompson falls and McKnight pushes the pace inside. Rim bounds that one up. Misses but got fouled by Golden. And now McKnight an opportunity to shoot two and make it a one possession game. I mean, smart defensive play by Golden there. He had his arms straight up but it looks like he got him with the body a little bit. I mean, you know. Golden's a big guy. McKnight's not too big himself, so he knocked him out of bounds. Golden 6-9. That's his height. That's his third personal foul as well as McKnight goes down the first free throw. That one sinking through a three-point deficit for the Pirates. Checking out is Golden and checking in is Tucker. So now you're losing a little bit of height for the Bulldogs as Golden is your starting center, at least your starting five position. He plays a forward, or he is a forward playing the five position, but now going from 6'9 to 6'7. Let's see if Seton Hall is able to convert as McKnight converts his second free throw. Looking back at the student section, telling everybody to get up. Miles Powell outstretches his hands, telling everybody to get up. And everybody's getting up here at the sold-out Prudential Center as Bolden has it at the top of the key. He drives in on the right side. He gets the layup up. Misses it, or makes it. And a foul on the shot. The referees had to discuss that one to see if it was on the shot on the floor. It was on the shot, and Baldwin quiets the crowd here, trying to get three points the hard way. He gets the ball from the referees, a couple of dribbles, shooting into that student section, wearing all pink. Misses his free throw, tipped out, though, found Tucker, and Tucker will reset for the Bulldogs. Baldwin has it at the top of the key, dribbling over to his left and gets it to Thompson. Thompson standing right outside the Pirate logo, gets it right back to Baldwin. Baldwin goes inside to Tucker. Tucker lays it up, misses it, found Romaro Gill. And Gill gets it over to Powell on the left side of the court. Powell goes behind the back between the legs, dribbling over to his right side. Swings it to Mama Kellis. Really thought about the three on the left wing, but goes inside, backing down Tucker. 
turns around and having to look inside. Gets it to Roden. Roden slams it home. Two hands after getting inside. And the referees blow the whistle as Tucker got hit in the, in the mouth a little bit when Mamu really was going down to post up. No foul call because it was accidental contact, but it seems like Butler just not wanting that one. And now the referee's looking over on a part of the court. It seems like right on the edge of the Pirate logo, possibly, maybe, I don't know. It seems like I thought it might have been blood because Tucker did get hit in the face from Mamu really going back down and posting up, but... Again, it seems they're looking at a spot on the court that's right at the edge of the Pirate logo. So envision the Pirate logo on the court, and right now we're going left to right. So you're, you're facing the scorer's table, looking at the Pirate's logo. They're looking at a spot right on the bottom of the Pirate's logo, and they're going to take a short break. I believe we're still keeping it here as, yeah, Tucker did get hit in the mouth, and right now he's getting treatment. So it could be a, a little bit of blood on the court and here in the Big East. You need to give up your blood, your sweat, and possibly some tears if you get an upset loss because this Big East is ruthless. And Seton Hall, once again, doing anything they can to get this win because if they win, they keep their one-game advantage at the top of the Big East standings. They lose, they find themselves at second in the Big East, and Creighton jumps up to first. Yeah, I mean, and Seton Hall wants to keep that advantage going to this last stretch of games as they'll face off against Marquette, Creighton, and Villanova. I mean, really, I think this is the best part about the Big East. I mean, it's smash mouth basketball. I think it's the best kind of basketball. I think it's something a couple, some of the other conferences lack a little bit, and I think it's something that was prevalent in the Big East in the early 2000s and throughout the 80s and the 90s, and I'd love to see this culture still, even with the new Big East. Literally smash mouth because Tucker got hit in his mouth as Looking at a replay right now, it seems like Tucker might have lost a piece of his tooth. That's what that's what I thought because I saw something on the court, like when you pointed out the pirate lug. I wasn't sure if it was a tooth or something. Or I don't know. It seemed like it was a tooth, and again, just willing yourself in the Big East. This is a, a matchup between two ranked teams, number 16, Seton Hall, number 21, Butler, and Tucker will stay out on the court. So the five for the Bulldogs will be McDermott, Thompson, Tucker, Baldwin, and Enzi. For the Pirates, Powell, Mamu Kelashvili, Roden, Gill, and McKnight as this defensive stand is a key one for the Pirates, only down by two. Baldwin has it. He swings it over to the left side. Tucker, Tucker, his three-pointer misses, but a foul on Sandro Mamukelashvili trying to run through the screen by Enzi. Thought it would have been maybe a moving screen, but the referee's calling that one on Sandro. The first, second foul, excuse me, for the Pirates. After a clean first half, a little bit dirty to start off the second half. Two personal fouls for them, but the Bulldogs will retain possession. Going inside is Enzi. Gets the inbound pass. He turns around trying to size up. Gil, Gil, swats that one back down. However, the Bulldogs retain possession, and Baldwin has it. He drives into the paint. He lays it up. He misses that one. Trying to tip it in is Enzi. Enzi able to get the offensive rebound. He clears it out, and he has it. Swings it across the court to Tucker. Tucker thought about a three, but drives in, clears it back out. McDermott has it at the top of the key. Ten seconds left on the shot clock. Gets it to Thompson. Thompson, the right screen from McDermott. Goes in Tucker. Tucker bodying Roden. And gets the layup in 38-34 is the score. 17 minutes left in the second half. Dribbling up the court is McKnight, slowing everything down, talking to his teammates. 
Dribbling with his left hand, crossing over to his right. Gets it to Powell at the left wing. Powell inside to Mamou Kelajvili. Backing down Tucker. He steps. He lays it up. Gets it to fall. Back and forth action we have so far here in the second half. The Pirates only down by two. 38-36 is the score. 16 and a half left to go as Thompson crosses half court. Guarded heavily by Powell. He dribbles to his right. He swings it over to his right. He drives into the lane. He floats it up. Misses that one. Rebounded by Powell. Seeing Hall with an opportunity to get their first lead since they scored the first bucket in this matchup. As Powell has it, dribbling to his left side. Hands it off to Roden. Roden with it at the top of the key. Gets it to McKnight. McKnight standing at the Pirate logo. And he will slow it down. 15 seconds left on the shot clock. He dribbles to his left. Comes back to his right. Roden with it. Three. And that one rims out. Great boxing out by Gill. However, Baldwin doing a great job at coming in, crashing the boards, and getting the defensive rebound. Baldwin has it. And he's dribbling with his left hand, has it at the left wing, getting the right screen. Now switched over to a left screen by Enzi. And Enzi cleared back out and got it at the center logo. McDermott with it. Straight away three. That one. Off the front of the rim. Battle for the ball. And into the hands of Powell. Powell will push the pace on the left side of the basket. He stops, gets the screen from Gill, and loses his handles out of bounds. And it will be... Seton Hall's ball after it was tipped out by the Bulldogs. Back and forth action, and the Pirates find themselves down by two, entering this under-16 media timeout. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Seton Hall men's basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. My name is Romario Gill, and you're listening to Seton Hall Men's Basketball on 89.5 FM WSOU. Resetting this game for you. Again, blood, sweat, and tears here in this Big East matchup between the Bulldogs and the Pirates. Seton Hall trying to keep their advantage in the Big East, but they find themselves only down by two so far. In this matchup, 15-45 left in regulation and Seton Hall playing tick for tack with the Bulldogs so far in the second half. Yeah, both teams really going back and forth. Um, I mean, at both and Seton Hall, they've gotten their shot percentage up. They, they ended the first half with 30, now they're up at 38, so they're really improving the way they're shooting. The only thing is, their three-point shooting is still not there. There are two for 10, 20% of the game, so... I think they just got to keep going inside. That seems to be working for, with them. They need to be aggressive, and they need to get in. I mean, some, we've seen Sandra Mamou College really nearly knocked out Tucker's tooth. And, uh, you know, it's it's a getting aggressive basketball. It's a two-point game here, so I say keep going inside. Defensively, seeing Hall holding Butler to only 22% so far in the second half, and Butler will have possession of the ball. As with it is, Baldwin at the left wing. He drives into his right and gets guarded heavily by McKnight, trying to back down McKnight, and turn, turns around off a lucky bounce, gets that one through the net, and now a four-point advantage once again for the Bulldogs as McKnight will dribble it up court for the Pirates. He drives over to his right and gets it to Roden at the top of the key. Roden hands it off to newly checked in Kale, and Kale finds McKnight. McKnight back to power, straightaway three for him. That one rimmed right out into the hands of Enzi. Enzi gets it over to Baldwin, and Baldwin with it, trying to isolation McKnight lost handle was able to rebound re-get it though before it went out of bounds now with it is Tucker Tucker driving over to the right side the challenge is Gill at the rim and Gill says no sir not in my house he's able to get it rebounded by McKnight McKnight dribbling on the right side of the court he gets it he's at the free throw line swings it right back out to Roden Roden back to McKnight McKnight slowing everything down 20 seconds left on the shot clock 14 and a half left to go 
in regulation. A four-point deficit for the Pirates. Dribbling to his left side, and he will take it into the paint. Gets swatted by NC. Tipped out of bounds by Baldwin. And it will retain Seton Hall's ball with 10 seconds left on the shot clock. As checking in for the Bulldogs will be Henry Badley. McKnight inbounding on the left side of the basket. He gets it inside to Roden. Roden goes up, and that one gets it through the net. Back and forth action we have here. Two-point deficit for the Pirates. Seton Hall fans, a sold-out crowd getting loud. Baldwin crosses the timeline, and now he's between the circles. Guarded by McKnight. Still with it is Baldwin. Baldwin dribbles over to his right side, and now he has Kale on him. Kale falling down, draws the charge. A turnover for Baldwin, and now seeing Hall with another opportunity to tie it or take the lead with this offensive possession. I love this defense Seton Hall is playing. I mean, Romaro Gill, give him A-plus teammate grade. I mean, he is all there all day in the center of, with the help defense for them. And then two charges today by the Pirates. I mean, Miles Kill coming up big. I mean, I think that is one of the most effective plays in basketball, laying your body out on the line for your team to give them the best chance to win. More important, that is Baldwin's third personal foul as now Thompson with a short break checks back in for Baldwin. Pirates still have it. Possession of the ball. Going inside to Gill. Gill, layup. That one rimmed right out. Finds Enzi's hands. That one again rolling out. Just going, covering the top of the rim but not able to fall. As with it is Tucker. Tucker has it and just hands it right off to Thompson. Thompson, 15 seconds left on the shot clock as he's dribbling slowly with his left hand. Crosses over to his right. Goes inside the paint. Goes up and under and gets it over to the left corner. Left wing now is McDermott. McDermott, three-pointer. Bounced it right out. Rebounded by Kale. Kale pushing the pace on the right side of the basket. He steps back and slows it down as McKnight has it at the top of the key. McKnight goes across the court. Left corner, Roden. Roden dropping in. Layup. Misses. Rebounded once again by Enzi. Again, Seton Hall just unable to find Basley getting good looks, but unable to get those to fall. Butler on a two-minute scoring drought, and they have possession of the ball as Thompson crosses half court. Seton Hall fans getting loud once again as Thompson dribbling with his left hand, pointing to get a screen. However, does not get the screen as he dribbles over to the left wing now. Ten seconds on the shot clock for the Bulldogs as Thompson dribbles over to his right side. Still has it in the short corner. Gets it across the court to Tucker and Roden coming in, hands up, just bumps Tucker, and that is a foul on Roden, his first personal foul. And checking in for the Pirates will be Shavar Reynolds and Sandra Mamakelos, really. I mean, if you're Jared Roden on that play, there's not really much you can do. You're heading full speed at him, and then he does a pump fake. I mean, it's not even like Roden jumped. He just tried to close out, but nothing you can do there. Small lineup for the Pirates as Gill checks out. Mamakelos really will be playing the five as Enzi has it, trying to back down Mamakelos really. He has it under the basket, swings it out to Thompson. Thompson, an easy layup on the left side of the baseline and now a four-point advantage once again for the Bulldogs 12 and a half left to go in regulation McKnight has it at the left wing McKnight slowing down waiting to find somebody he gets to the power power drives in left-handed layup falls up and under and now a two-point advantage as he hands it right into the chest of Tucker and now inbounding it will be McDermott McDermott gets it to Thompson Thompson dribbling it up slowly on the right side of the court Seton Hall fans getting loud once again they're waiting for that one defensive stop and the one offensive lightning bolt as Tucker has it goes inside and Enzi easy turnaround layup as he was right under the basket back and forth action once again as now the Bulldogs 
Leads by four once again. McKnight dribbling on the right side of the court, and he crosses center court, gets it over to Reynolds. Reynolds hands it right back to McKnight. McKnight finds Powell at the left lane. Powell back to McKnight. McKnight with it between the circles. Seems like the play going on the opposite side as Powell thought about the three. Gets it over to McKnight. The extra pass is good. And now a one-point advantage for the Bulldogs. 44-43 is the score. And now Seton Hall fans getting loud. Everybody back on their feet. They're going up, down, up, down like a DJ Callen song. As with it is Thompson at the right wing, guarded heavily by Kale. Kale able to play stout defense as McDermott has it. Swings it over to the left side. Is badly, badly. Thought about passing it to Tucker. Gets it to NC. Tucker steps back. Right wing three. That one off the back of the rim. Battle for the ball inside, and Miles Powell gets the rebound. He pushes the pace as McDermott falls down in the backcourt. Step back, Powell gets the step back to go, and Seton Hall, the first lead. Powell with a little swagger to him as he spins around after the main three, looking back at his bench, and a timeout by the Butler Bulldogs heading us to the under-12 media timeout. Seton Hall with their first lead since making the first basket of the game. 45-44 is the score, 11-0-3 left in regulation. Don't go anywhere. It's getting good here on WSOU 89.5 FM. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. My name is Torian Thompson. And you're listening to Scene Hole Men's Basketball, 89.5 FM, WSOU. Seton Hall won the tip and was able to score on the first possession. That was their last lead before the turnaround jumper by Miles Powell. 45-44 is now the score. 11-0-3 left in the second half. Wilna Lewis, Liam played here. And Seton Hall doing Seton Hall things so far in the second half. 53% from the floor and holding the Bulldogs to 33% from the field. And Kevin Willard attacking the undersized Bulldogs inside the paint. Yeah, I mean, uh, Seton Hall 17 points so far in this half. Ten of those coming inside the paint. They're doing a fantastic job. And they're really, that's what they need to do if they want to win this game. The threes aren't falling. They're shooting 25% from behind the arc. So get inside and be aggressive, be big. And Seton Hall getting big on their lineup as Gill checks back in on the floor. Gill, Mamukel, really Reynolds, Kale, and Powell. Baldwin with it at the right baseline. He picks up his dribble and finds Golden, who checks back in. Golden backing down Gill, and he turns around. And a foul on the floor, a traveling violation. And it will be Seton Hall's ball as we send it to another media timeout. It was just getting fun, Liam, but after this media timeout, it will be Seton Hall's ball and their chance to extend this lead. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Seton Hall men's basketball on WSLU 89.5 FM. You're listening to WSLU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSLU Sports for more. My name is Dwayne Woodward, and you're listening to Seton Hall Men's Basketball on 89.5 FM, WSOU. Back-to-back breaks, but we're here for at least another two minutes and 41 seconds. Wilner Lewis, Liam played at the Prudential Center between the matchup between the number 16, Seton Hall Pirates, and the number 21, Butler Bulldogs. And this is a Butler team that started off the season a little rough, but slowly but surely started climbing up the national ranks. But as of lately, just 
falling, and in their last game, falling to Georgetown, 73-66. A Hoyas team that was light-handed as they were down. Their two best players in McClung and Yurt Seven. Yeah, I mean, uh, this Butler team, I mean, it's been a long, I, it all started when Seton Hall beat them at home at Hinkle Fieldhouse when they were the number five team in the country. That was Seton Hall's second top five win in, in school history. So, I mean, it really just started then. They just slowly went down, still tied for fourth in the Big East with Providence and Marquette and then seven and six. So still not a bad team, but it's really just been a downhill here for the Bulldogs. After the turnover by Golden, it's Seton Hall's ball with it is Reynolds. Reynolds has it at the left wing for the Pirates. He picks up his dribble and finds Powell. Powell, he gets it to Gale to give and go. Gale to Powell. Powell going across the court and finds Reynolds. Reynolds, 10 seconds left on the shot clock as he tried to get it inside. But Golden doing a great job at playing the position inside the paint. And was able to steal that one and make it Butler's ball. With it is Thompson. Thompson gets it to Golden. Golden trying to find Enzi inside but having to dribble out and get it to Baldwin. Baldwin checking in, and he had three personal fouls, and Reynolds playing good defense, trying to poke the ball loose as Baldwin was holding it high. Seems like he might have poked him in the eye as he is grimacing a little bit there after that foul. I mean, this is just one of those those Big East basketball games, Warner. Aggressive, everyone's getting poked in the eye, elbowed in the chin. I mean, that's what happens when you play in the tough Big East. WSUFM in South Orange, New Jersey. Wilner Lewis, Liam played 10 minutes exactly left to go in the second half at Seton Hall with a one-point advantage. The Bulldogs with possession of the ball as tailing it is Powell. Powell has it on the right side of the court towards the score table. Swings it over to Kale. Miles Kale, three-pointer. And that one sinks it, gets it to go, extending their lead. Miles Kale alive, an 8-0 scoring run over the last two minutes for the Pirates, and they lead by four. Standing on their feet is the student section. Getting loud is the sold-out Prudential. And with it is Thompson at the left wing. Thompson has it guarded by Kale. Picks up his dribble and gets it to Enzi. Enzi to Baldwin. Baldwin dribbling over to his left. Pulls up from the free throw line. Misses it. But a foul on the floor. It is on McKnight grabbing. That is his third personal foul. And Seton Hall's fifth of the half. Yeah, I mean, just just some more aggressive basketball. I mean, not much you can do about that. Looks like the crowd's not ha too happy about it as they start booing the refs. But, hey, Seton's got a four-point lead now. They just got to keep playing aggressive, play smart defense, and they'll be good. On a shot attempt, not on the floor. So Baldwin shoot two free throws. The first one falls, and it ends the scoring drought for the Bulldogs over the last two and a half minutes. Butler changing up their formation on on the side of the paint for the second free throw attempt. Baldwin dribbling with his left hand, spinning the ball with his right hand, gets it up, and the left-handed free throw falls. So a 2-0 trip for Baldwin. Cuts the deficit into half for the Bulldogs. 48-46 is the score as McKnight dribbles it up the court for the Pirates. He drives in, gets it to Mama Kellis really. Mama Kellis really hop steps and gets that one to go. Answering the two free throws with two points is the Pirates, 50-46. to 46. A little over nine minutes left, and Baldwin has it. He draws baseline, steps back, and guarded now by Mamo Kellogg's on the right wing. He steps back and still trying to size him up as McKnight is able to play great help defense. A battle for the ball is able to get it out to Golden. Golden spinning around, going up, and getting the layup to fall. A broken play and a foul on the floor. So now Golden with an opportunity at three the hard way. After a play that was just broken, it was great defense by the Pirates, but 
Baldwin is able to bail out the defensive presence of Gill and McKnight and getting the free throw and getting the layup is golden. Yeah, I mean, just a fantastic defense by Seton Hall. There's not much you can do about it, but then just a smart, aggressive play by Golden Hughes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Gill's size to his advantage and was able to draw the foul. A one-point advantage now for the Pirates as McKnight dribbles it up for Seton Hall. He has it on the left side of the court. On the left wing now, goes between his legs, crosses over and dribbles to his right side. Now he gets it inside, trying to get it inside, though, but Enzi doing a great job as it was a light-hearted pass by McKnight. Going inside is Thompson, and the layup gives Butler the lead right back after going on a nice little scoring drop. They're on a run of their own. Four for their last five field goal attempts, and now Butler up by one. McKnight crosses the timeline, has it between the circles, gets it to Kale. Kale right back to McKnight. McKnight with it at the left wing. He thought about passing it and gets it to Kale at the top of the key. Kale dribbles and gets it to Mama Kale. It's really at the left wing. And that three-pointer through the net. And now a two-point advantage for the Pirates. Back and forth action. And dribbling it up court as the Mamus start raining here at the Prudential Center. The kids standing courtside getting wild. Thompson with it, though, at the left wing. 20 seconds on the shot clock. He dribbles with his right hand. Guarded by Kale and gets it to Enzi. Enzi backing down. Mama Kale has really seemed like he wants to pass it out. He passes it out to Thompson. Thompson pulls up. And that one through the net. And now it's a tied ball game. 53 to 53 is the score. Slowing it down is the Pirates. And McKnight slowly walking it up court and crosses center court. Swings it over to Powell. Powell quickly double teamed by the Bulldogs. Get it right back to McKnight. McKnight to Kale, Kale right back to McKnight and McKnight, 15 seconds on the shot clock as he dribbles with his right hands between the legs, gives it to his left, right back to Powell. Powell guarded by Bradley, and Bradley charged with the foul, and that will send us to our under eight media timeout. 53 all is the score. You're listening to WSOU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSOU Sports for more. Seton Hall came out in the second half on fire. They were able to hit a lot of their key, a lot of shots early on, spearheaded by Sandro Mamakelishvili getting good looks inside and, and feeding the ball well to his teammates. On the defensive side, Seton Hall's also done a great job of shutting down Butler and not letting him get any easy shots. Butler's been bailed out a few times by some foul calls, but other than that, Seton Hall has really controlled this second half, and it'll be interesting to see how they continue to do it down the stretch. Thank you, Joe Camarota, for that one, and you can check out his recap article after this one. 53 all is the score when the Lewis Liam played here. And in the second half, Seton Hall shooting efficiently. 16 attempts shooting. 10 of those finding the bottom of the net for a nice percentage of 62%. Meanwhile, for the Butler Bulldogs, they started off a little rough, but is able to slowly get their way back in. They're three of their last three field goals. However, in that half, shooting 44%. And this is a great, great Big East matchup between two of the top teams in the Big East. Again, Seton Hall number 16 in the AP polls, Butler number 21, and Seton Hall trying to see if they can retain their game advantage in the Big East standings going into their next game on Sunday against St. John's. Yeah, I mean, uh, both teams really stepping up big, especially in this second half, and I mean, I mean, what, what else can you ask for? I mean, it's a top 25 matchup, a 21 versus 16, nothing better than this in, in Newark, New Jersey. I mean, 
It's just a great aggressive matchup here. I mean, we'll see which team can outmuscle the other one. I think I think the winner of this game is going to be the one who can can win it underneath. Even scoring for the Pirates, Andrew Mamakelis really leads the charge with 13 points. Powell with 12, and he has the ball right now, dropping into the paint. Body and Thompson getting a layup to fall, giving the Pirates the lead once again, and a little stoppage of play there. But nothing called again. The Pirates still with the two-point advantage, 55-53 to score. And now Powell is the leading scorer for the Pirates with 14 points. With it crossing the timeline is Thompson dribbling with his left hand and has it at the left wing now. Slowing everything down, 20 seconds on the shot clock. He picks up his dribble and a foul on the floor. The foul is called on Sandro Mama Kelashvili. And that is his third personal foul. So he joins McKnight in a little bit of a foul trouble here in the second half as McKnight also has three personal fouls. Over on the other side, though, Baldwin with three personals on his own and Golden with three personal fouls. However, with Seton Hall fouling seven times in the second half, Enzi will go to the free throw line to shoot one and one. The referees talking to all the players. He's stepping back under the basket and dribbles the ball to Enzi. Enzi down in the squad, the free throw up, that one rimmed out and rebounded by Gill. Gill gets it quickly to the point guard, McKnight, and McKnight will dribble it up court for the Pirates. McKnight outstanding his left hand, calling the play, and he has it at the left wing. Picks up his dribble and gets it to Powell at the top of the key. Powell dribbling to his right, back to his left, gets his left screen from McKnight, going across the court. McKnight has it, McKnight make it, Thompson stumble. However, the layup does not go, and Baldwin has it dribbling up the court on the right side. He pulls up in front of Kale's face. A little too short on that one. Mama Kalashvili with the ball, and Seton Hall has numbers on the fast break attempt. Powell with the three-pointer. That one misses as well. McDermott able to corral it for the Bulldogs, and Baldwin has it as he crosses the timeline. 24 seconds on the shot clock. He dribbles with his right hand on the left side of the court and gets the screen. Goes inside to Enzi. Enzi inside to Golden. Golden. The layup on the right side of the basket. That one falls. Ties it up once again. 55 all with six minutes exactly left to go in the second half. McKnight has it. He's looking at Kevin Wolin for the play call. He dribbles to his right. Hands it off to McKnight. Mamou, who gets it back to McKnight. Powell with it at the top of the key now. He dribbles with his left hand, trying to size up his defender. Loses the ball. Thompson able to steal it. And he's waiting to call a timeout. And the timeout is called by Butler. And an uncharacteristic turnover by Miles Powell. You know him as a great offensive player, being able to stop, stutter step, go between the legs, behind the back, anything you want to ask him, dribbling the ball. But that one just losing the handles, and Thompson doing a great job at diving to the hardwood and getting the ball and calling the timeout. Yeah, I mean, it, it really uncharacteristic of Powell. He's usually very careful with the ball. I mean, that's Seton Hall's 11th turnover of the game. But one thing I do want to point out, this that did force Butler to call a timeout. Now they only have one left with 5.41 left to play. I feel like that's going to bite them when it comes down to it in the end of this game, especially since it's such a close game right now. They're going to want that timeout back, and they're going to wish that they just would have let it, let it go to a jump ball instead of calling that timeout. And if it would have went to a jump ball, it would have been Seton Hall's possession. Seton Hall has the possession arrow right now. But again, yeah, like you said, Butler wasting that timeout. This is a close game. 55 all is the score of 5 41 left to go in regulation and Butler with an opportunity to possibly extend their lead on their last offensive possession. A great play an unselfish pass from NZ to Golden led to the easy layup by Golden and inbounding it will be NZ 
getting it to Thompson. Thompson walking up the court, 25 seconds off on the shot clock as he picks up his dribble and finds Baldwin. Baldwin guarded by McKnight, swings it over to his left. It's McDermott. Thompson with it guarded by Powell and gets it over to Golden. Golden inside to the low block on the left side to Baldwin. Baldwin trying to back down McKnight. Again, McKnight with three personal fouls, clearing it back out. Seven seconds on the shot clock. Baldwin, Baldwin looking for the isolation. He's backing down McKnight once again. Two seconds on the shot clock as he turns around and draws the foul. That would be McKnight's fourth personal foul. McKnight cannot believe the call. He's just walking into the backcourt looking. I can't believe that foul called. It was his face, but slapping the elbow of Baldwin when he went up for the jump shot attempt. A good foul call by the referees, and Baldwin will shoot too. Yeah, I mean, McKnight was playing him close, and that's bound to happen when you're playing tight, aggressive defense. I mean, it's, I mean, it just stinks for, for McKnight that the refs are calling it tonight. Baldwin, a great free throw shooter, 84.9% on the season, third best in the Big East, the first free throw. Sinks the bottom of the net, and now Butler a one-point advantage with one on the way for Baldwin. Baldwin waiting for the ball from the referees. He gets it, looks up at the rim, dribbles it a couple of times with his left hand, spins it with his right hand, back to his left hand for the shot, and the free throw through the net. Two-point advantage for the Bulldogs, 57-55 is the score, 5-12 left to go. As McKnight is still in the game with four personal fouls, he will cross the timeline. Gets it over to Mamu Kalashvili. Mamu Kalashvili looking for the play, and he gets it to Powell. Powell with it at the top of the key. Swings it to McKnight, or Kale. Kale drives in and gets it to Gill. Gill draws the personal foul, and he will go to the free throw line to shoot, too. That was, I believe, waiting for the foul number to be called. That was on Golden. That will be his fourth personal foul as well. So now you have two key players for both teams, one a big, one a point guard in personal foul trouble with about five minutes left to go as Gill knocks the first free throw through the net. Again, the foul number is Golden with four, Baldwin with three. Meanwhile, for the Pirates, McKnight with four, and Mamu really with three as the second free throw through the net for Gill. Ties it up once again, and checking out will be McKnight. Checking in is Shavar Reynolds, and now he has a tall task of guarding Baldwin, who is second on the team for the Bulldogs in scoring with 15 points. First is Golden, and he has 17, and following those two in double figures for Butler is Thompson with 12, and he is dribbling up the court right now, crosses the timeline, dribbling with his left hand, still between the circles. This is Jow crossed over, dribbling with his right hand, still slowing everything down, waiting for the play to develop with 15 seconds left on the shot clock. He has it at the right wing still, and he gets it over to Golden. Golden gets it to Baldwin, and Baldwin backing down Reynolds. Hasn't dribbled yet and now dribbles down Reynolds. Three seconds left on the shot clock. Gets it to Golden at the top of the key. Golden, three-pointer. Air balls that one. Shot clock violation. Seton Hall, possession. The air ball chance from the student section. They're extending their hands, calling the air ball. And now Reynolds handling the point guard duties with McKnight on the bench with four personal fouls. He dribbles to his left side and has it at the left wing right now. Still guarded. And a personal foul. That foul will be called on Thompson. That is Thompson's first personal foul. Butler, five personals in the second half for them. So no free throws attempted for the Pirates as it will be Shavar Reynolds inbounding it right in front of the scorer's table. Javar Reynolds on the right side of the basket on the right sideline. Gets it to Mamu Kelly at the top of the key. Mamu still has it. Able to get it to Powell. Powell, left wing three. Misses that one. Able to grab his own Mrs. Powell. He drives into the lane. He gets the layup. Misses that one. Waddle for the ball in the backcourt. 
tipped out. So Reynolds is able to corral it in the backcourt. Ten seconds on the shot clock. Four minutes exactly. He has to get it. Eight seconds on the shot clock. Seen Hall not knowing what they're doing on the offensive side. Five seconds on the shot clock. Reynolds will drive in. The lob and the jam on Golden's head top. And that is a two-point advantage. 59-57 is the score. Miles Powell standing at center court telling the fans to get loud. Thompson, however, still has possession of the ball for the Bulldogs. He swings it over to the right side. Is Golden. Golden to McDermott. McDermott across the court to Thompson. Thompson, left screen by Enzi. Picks up his dribble. Gets it to Enzi at the top of the key. Guarded by Powell. Enzi drives in. Turns around. Gets it to Golden. Golden, unable to handle the pass. That is out of bounds. Seton Hall's ball. 324 left after this timeout. A two-point advantage. 59-57. 324 left in this game. It is getting good. You're not going to want to miss the conclusion of this one. You're listening to Seton Hall Men's Basketball, 89.5 FM, WSLU. You're listening to WSLU Sports Rewind. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WSLU Sports for more. My name is Anthony Nelson, and you're listening to Seton Hall Men's Basketball, 89.5 FM, WSLU. 3-24. Left in regulation. For those keeping count at home, the flagman is only able to get two laps, and that is the lead that the Pirates have with, again, a little under three and a half left to go. So now it's time to see who has the closer badge. And if it's a Hall of Fame badge, we've seen earlier in Big East play on February 5th, Butler versus Villanova. Kamar Baldwin was able to hit the big shot to send Butler home with a W and we also seen time in the timeout how seen Hawk close games as they have possession of the ball right now McKnight with it he drives inside the lane he gets the layup and that one able to get a spin staring down Baldwin because he was the one guarding him and now a four-point advantage for the Pirates 61 to 57 as Thompson has it and he crosses the timeline Powell guarding him up and he is smiling at him he is having fun here at the Prudential Center Thompson drives in the lane kicks it out to Enzi Enzi Pump fakes and draws a foul. Romaro Gill is the one that will be tacked on with that. That is his third personal foul. And now two shots for Golden on the free throw line. A 67.4% free throw shooter. It is Enzi, excuse me, on the free throw line. A worst free throw percentage shooter. I see 61.4% coming to this game. However, able to knock the first one and ending a three-minute scoring drought that the Butler Bulldogs were on. The second free throw for Enzi off the left of the rim. Rebounded by Gill. So three-point advantage now for the Pirates as they're on the offensive side bringing it up to the front court is McKnight. McKnight calling the plays passes it over and gets stolen away by Baldwin. Baldwin, the layup the foul and the basket. Miles Powell, frustrating foul, trying to get back on defense and it will be a costly one as now Baldwin has the opportunity to tie this game up at 61 with 242 left to go in regulation. I mean, it's a smart play if you're Miles Powell. You don't want to give the easy two, but, I mean, if you're going to foul, you got to foul hard. That was nothing. That was a little soft foul. I mean, Powell wasn't in the right position, though, but, I mean, you got to give him something more than that. That is Powell's second personal foul of the game, and that is Seton Hall's 10th personal foul of the half. So, Butler will be shooting two the rest of the way. On the other side, Butler only five personal fouls as there's a little stoppage of play, but Baldwin is able to get the ball from the referees. The student section, as he's shooting in front of the student section, wearing pink shirts for Seton Hall versus Cancer Day, is able to still make the free throw, silence the crowd. 61 all is now the score. 
with a little over two and a half left to go in regulation. Crossing the timeline is McKnight on the right side of the court. Goes between the legs and dribbles over to his left, guarded by Thompson. Gets it to Powell, though. Powell, quick double team as he gets it across the court to Mamu Kellis, really at the left corner. Mamu, top step, picks up his dribble, gets it back out to Powell at the right wing. Powell drives in, goes up and under, and draws the foul. That is Golden's personal foul. That is his fifth personal foul. So he will be out of here finishing this game. 17.6 for 11. Four for four from the charity stripe, one for four from behind the arc, and only two rebounds. I mean, that's big. I, that, that's huge because Golden's really the only guy that's been able to stop Gil and Mamu underneath. I mean, no one else has been able to step up. You could maybe say NZ, but, I mean, Golden's really been the guy in 17 points, like you said, Will. I mean, this really changes the game for the Pirates. And probably checking in for Golden will be Jordan Tucker. And Tucker, a, a, a good player, but not on the caliber of Golden. On, averaging 9.2 points per game, four rebounds per game as well. Kind of efficient at 37%, but in this game, 0 for 5, 0 for 2 from behind the arc, one rebound, two assists to his name. And he is the one that checks in for Golden, who is fouling out. Powell, though, still shooting two free throws. He gets in his squad, looks at the basket, and able to get the ball through the basket. And now Seton Hall with the lead once again. 62-61 is the score. And the substitution as Seton Hall goes a little smaller now. They still have Romaro Gill in the back, but now a three-guard set with Reynolds, Powell, and McKnight killed around off the five on the floor for the Pirates as Powell. Second free throw on the way. Gets it through the net. A two-point advantage now for the Pirates. A little over two minutes left. Inbounding is McDermott. Gets it to Thompson. Thompson picks up the rolling pass. And now the Pirates fans on their feet. Gets it to Baldwin. Baldwin dribbling over to his right side. Steps back. Mid-range. Through the net. Silences the crowd. Groans from the Pirate faithful, 63 y'all is the score, 205 left to go as McKnight hurries up across the court and he will call a timeout, Kevin Willard will call a timeout, a 30 second timeout and we will keep it here, 159 left to go tied up, 63-63 seems like Kamar Baldwin his closure badge is on fire right now, is able to get that mid-range shot to fall, tie the game back up once again but if you're seeing all, you need to be able to milk the clock down a little bit on his offensive possession, but still get a good look at the end of the day. Yeah, you want a lot of ball movement. You want a lot of off-the-ball movement as well. You want everyone cutting in, in and out, trying to get the best shot. Also trying to confuse Butler a little bit. Try and mess them up, make, make them talk to each other, make them be confused, make them want to know where the ball is. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I say put Shavar Reynolds on Kamar Baldwin, I think. With McKnight's five fouls, you can't really risk to lose him on defense this this late. But then you have Shavar Reynolds, who is hands down the second best defender on this team. I think he's done a fantastic job as of late on him. I mean, besides that last step back, but I, I mean, hey, yeah, put Reynolds on him and then be be there and help like you've been all game. Romaro Gill has done a phenomenal job all game being in help defense. It's about time the rest of the team followed his example, talk to each other, be in the paint, be help, be midline. Similar to the first time these two teams matched up. At Inkle Field House, Butler had a 10-point lead. Seeing all was able to crawl back in. Eight ties, six lead changes, and it is tied up right now. 63 all a minute, 59 left. As before the inbounds pass, one of the managers from the basketball team will wipe down the floor with the Gatorade right in front of Quincy McKnight on the right sideline, and he will inbound it. And he has the ball right now after a little give-and-go with Mama Kellis. Really, he dribbles over to his left side, and he has it at the left wing. Steps back. Straight away, three-pointer 
gets it to go. 66-63 is now the score. 146 left to go. Rolling it inbounds is McDermott. Picking it up is Thompson for the Bulldogs. Thompson crosses the timeline, has it between the circles. Dribbles over to his left and finds Tucker on his left side. Tucker over to his right to Baldwin. Baldwin, the closer, guarded by McKnight. Baldwin has it at the right wing. He dribbles to his right side, pulls up. That one off the front of the rim. A battle for the ball inside. However, a battle for the ball still on the floor. And a kick. And it will be Seton Hall's ball. A tripping violation by the Bulldogs. And now Seton Hall, possession of the ball, up by three. A minute 22 left in regulation. And that Baldwin shot kind of gave me flashbacks to the, the Villanova buzzer beater. Same exact step back, same exact spot on the floor. But, I mean, I give Seton Hall a lot of credit getting on the floor on that missed shot, getting the ball, and, hey, causing the, the kicked ball there on Butler and getting it back. If you're a Seton Hall, you still cannot be satisfied with the possession of the ball. You have to be able to score on this one and extend the lead as the Let's Go Pirate chants start going here at the Prudential Center. Twenty seconds left on the shot clock, and McKnight has the ball. He has it on the right wing, gets it to Powell straight away. Powell has it. He tries to go inside to Gill and Gill. Romaro Gill slams it home, extends the lead to five. 68-63 is the score. 55 seconds left as Thompson crosses the timeline, has it at the left wing, slows it everything down, waiting for the offensive play to develop. He drives inside. He gets it to Enzi at the top of the key. Enzi thought about a three. However, stolen away by McKnight. McKnight, fast break layup. That one missed. Thought he could draw the foul. Rebounded by Enzi. Enzi gets it to Baldwin. Baldwin crosses the timeline. Gets it over to Tucker. Tucker, left corner three. Rooting there right in front of the Butler bench. Silences the crowd for a moment here at the Prudential Center. 68-66 is the score. Two seconds to differentiate between the shot clock and the game clock as Thompson trying to just reach in to get McKnight sleeping. However, a foul was called. That is his second personal foul, and that will push Seton Hall into the bonus. They'll be shooting one and one, and McKnight will be the one shooting the free throws. Man, if you're McKnight, you want that back. You, I mean, he tried to draw the foul, tried to kind of avoid the contact, going underneath, do something fancy. I mean, next time, just go straight up, take the contact, and finish at the basket like you know you can strong. And if you don't finish, you'll get fouled, and you go to the line and shoot too. But, hey, he's got a chance to make it up here. McKnight, 84% from the charity stripe so far this season. The first free throw on the way. And that one gets it through a nine-point advantage, 69. 66-27.4 seconds left on the game clock. McKnight still with one more free throw on the way. The hands go up in the student sections. The fans on their feet. A couple fans with their phones out as McKnight sinks the second free throw. Four-point advantage. Assistant coach Bill Meyer yelling at his bigs to get up. 25 seconds left. Thompson driving inside. He gets it to McDermott. McDermott, left wing three. And that one through the net. And now a four-point advantage turns into a one-point advantage. 70-69, 19.9 seconds left to go on the game clock. And now Shavar Reynolds inbounding it. He gets it to McKnight. And McKnight gets fouled, and he will be shooting one and one. You're seeing how you need something more to break that press. I mean, you can't have... Yes, it was good. McKnight was able to get the ball from Reynolds in bounds, but he's going to need a little more help than that because they're going to see that coming every time because they know McKnight's a good free throw shooter, and they don't want to be fouling him every time. So you got to get someone else up there, get another good free throw shooter like Pal or Kale up there 
and get do a little little cut there, a little cross screen. Quincy McKnight, eight for nine in the evening at the free throw line. The first free throw on the way. That went through the net. These free throws are crucial, similar to the Providence game that the Pirates played last time out. The Pirates had a lot of opportunities down the stretch, but Providence was able to hit their free throws. McKnight having to make his second one, make it a three-point game. He gets down into his squad. The free throw on the way, and it is good. Three-point advantage, 72, 69 to score. 18 seconds left on the shot clock as Thompson inbounds, and he will cross the timeline. Guarded heavily by Powell. He gets it inside to McDermott. McDermott left wing three. Through the net, and it is tied up. Eight seconds left on the game. No timeouts called by Seton Hall as they have four seconds left on the game. McKnight gets it up, and that one off the back of the rim, out of bounds, and it will be Seton Hall's ball with .4 seconds left, and all the Butler players on the floor saying to review this one and review the referees will do. That's interesting that Seton Hall does not call the timeout on that one. McKnight just pushed the pace and tried to at least draw a foul to go to the free throw line. Didn't draw the foul, missed the runner, and now waiting to see whose possession it will be after that poke loose. But 0.4 seconds will be on the clock unless something's changed. Yeah, I'm really confused as to why Seed Hall didn't call one. You got two left. It's not like it's your last one, like you're in the situation Butler's in. I mean, really, I don't I don't see why they didn't call it. This is one mistake Seed Hall likes, usually makes sometimes is that they don't call timeouts when they need to, and that it's not playing smart basketball at the end of the game, and that's where they lose games like this. Waiting to see who is, will have possession of the ball. Again, 72-72 to score. Butler three for the last three, and their last three has all been three-pointers. Two by McDermott, one by Tucker. And seeing all hitting their free throws, but at the end of the day, three is more than two. And the score, once again, 72-72 to referees. Not even looking at the monitor. They are conversing right now. Again, wearing the stripes. Michael Stevens, Mike Roberts, and Bill Covington. Wait to say who will retain possession of the ball. Waiting for the official announcement from the PA announcer here at the Prudential Center. The referees talking to both coaches, Kevin Willard and Laval Jordan. Again, a matchup between two great teams. In the Pirates ranked number 16 and the Bulldogs ranked number 21. Seeing Hall again trying to avoid any comeback that the Butler Bulldogs will have. Fixing the time as there's now 0.6 seconds left on the clock. So that is good for the Pirates as the Pirates will retain possession. 0.6 seconds left on the shot clock. You can do a catch and shoot. But when you have Romaro Gill inside, you might have to try to get something to him. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I think Seton Hall's best shot, have Romaro Gill cut down the middle, lob it up to him real quick, and tap it in. I think that I think that's I think that's their best shot. I think that's what they're, they're going to go for here. Inbound to get on the backside of the basket will be Quincy McKnight on the right side of the basket. Mamou really and Romaro Gill is inside the lob in, and the layup is it to go! Sandra Mamou really. Oh, my God. Have yourself a night, Sandro Mabukelashvili. The comeback by the Bulldogs. Wow. Unable to come back. 
as Mamu Kelashvili is able to get the alley layup to fall. 74-72 is the final score. As the referees will just make sure they call the basket good, and that will be it. The Bulldogs will send it packing. Sandro Mamu Kelashvili, what a year for him. Able missed 10 games due to an injury to his offhand and ever since he has came back has been a dominating force for the Pirates finishing this, finishing this game with 15.7 for 12 shooting and the most important two points of his career with that made basket. Yeah, I mean everyone came into this season asking who's going to be the second option behind Miles Powell and time and time again it was Sandru Mamu Kalashvili who stepped up and he stepped up again big tonight. I mean, Mamu had 15.6 rebounds and one assist and only one turnover. He's very good at taking care of the ball. And, I mean, I was expecting them to go to Gill. I think Butler was, too. I don't think they were expecting Mamu. But, I mean, hey, kudos to Mamu. Had the composure to tip it up real quick. He got it off with plenty of time with, like, .3 seconds left. I mean, credit to them, credit to the Pirates. I mean, just a fantastic play. You, you can't draw something up that good. I don't think you can. You can't draw something up that good, and you can't have good players like Mamu Kelashvili who can make that layup leaning and off-balance layup. Has to go up and under, is able to get it to fall. Seeing Hall was down by as much as 10, and they were able to get at least a six-point lead. But kudos to the Butler Bulldogs. Three for three from behind the arc over the last 30 seconds of this matchup. But the game winner, Sandro Mamakelashvili, you are a king. That'll do it for us here at the Prudential Center. For Liam Plate and Joe Camarota here, I'm Warner Lewis.